Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to episode number 139. That's 139. We are Wings, Beers, and Tears, and we are your sports podcast for the District of Maryland and Virginia, known as the DMV. Oh, man, that big sigh means that we got a lot to talk about. Um, what is going on, Jerry? How are you, man? What's happening, my man? Big, big, uh, big week of discussion points for us. Absolutely, man. There's there's controversy afoot in the uh, college football world. There's plenty to recap from the Caps West Coast road trip. Um, we can talk Terps and um, WVU landing spots for their respective bowl games. Um, I'd rather not talk Terps basketball this week because I'd like to keep it positive. And uh, and then we can talk a little NFL too because the Commanders are actually very positive for me right now. They hey, are, man, fuck it. It's over. It's wonderful. They are trending in the right direction as far as draft picks go. We're number and, four and right now. Absolutely. Keep climbing, baby. Let's go. Um, so, again, we are Wings, Beers, and Tears. Jerry and Todd at it as always, and let's get right into it with some college football. And let's go macro first. Let's go the whole college football landscape. Last weekend was conference championship weekend, and as usual, college football does not disappoint. <laughs> Um, so as it stands right now, it is the same college football f- playoff format that it has been for the last decade or so. The top four teams as selected by a committee. Next year, it will be a 12-team format. Ridiculous. So the top four teams will have buys, and then five through 12 will play one another in round one, and then they'll go one through eight, and so on and so forth. Before we talk about this year, Todd, do you like 12 teams? I hate it, yeah. but Why? mathematically it works as far as when you look at the bracket and you see the, um, the success that college basketball has had for all these years with the bracket mentality, so I get it. I guess my point in, in comparing this year to next year is I have a feeling next year we're going to have four distinctive top four teams, and so the 12-team format is basically going to be superfluous. This was the year for the fucking 12-team format. So at least an eighteen format. For why this not? Year. Why not eight? It, eight to me seems the perfect number. I I'm with you. I think eight makes it work. Obviously, they've done the. Uh, they're no dummies in the NCAA. It's, they know. It's all, it's, I'm, I'm assuming it's all money. Hundred um, percent. And and this this past weekend's um, conference championship games were um, were certainly the uh, the harbinger of, of what a windfall uh, college football is. Um, and American football fans love the NFL, America. and they love college football as like one B. So the, the the tag teaming of getting those primetime games throughout the day uh, during the month of December is just it, it makes the the NCAA selection committee drool thinking about the future. Um, so, so so let's get into it. So here, what we essentially got for those people that are living under a rock or or may not pay much attention to the national college football scene that listen to this podcast, you've got five major conferences and you only have four spots. Mm-hmm. And this year, it came down to there was going to be an odd man out, and the odd man out, for better or worse, is the undefeated Florida State team uh, from the the shitty ACC. Yeah. But they were undefeated nonetheless. And uh, so it's got everybody talking. So so your top four are Michigan, number one. They will play Alabama, number four. And then you'll have Washington's the two seed, and they'll play Texas, the three seed. Jerry, the floor is yours. So really the discussion is, is do you want the four best teams or the four most deserving teams? Two different things. Very different um, criteria for sure. I have zero issue with how they the four teams they picked. Um feel terrible for the kids from Florida State, right? They persevered. But if they played Michigan in week one, it would be a repeat of the TCU game. It would be 28 nothing into the second quarter. Um, Michigan would stifle Florida State even with the backup quarterback. Um, they would pressure the line. He would not be able to, um, you know, create first downs. It would be a boring bloodbath game. And Michigan, while Florida State's defense is very good, Michigan wouldn't score at will. They would eventually, you know, after enough three and outs, it would be a non-competitive, boring game. It would hurt hurt the ratings. A la the Big Ten championship game right. last weekend. What was it twenty six nothing? But it, was, it could have been fifty to nothing. It was yeah, awful. Yeah, yeah, it was terrible. Um, I think it would have been a, like a repeat of that, and yeah. that's what they knew. Um, Alabama Michigan will be a very good game. If you saw the video of Michigan players once Alabama was announced. You could just like see the fear in the fucking room. 
Um, and I think that's going to be a good game. I think Washington-Texas will be a very good game, both competitive. And I think after last year's T- after last year's championship where Georgia just destroyed TCU, they, yeah. they had decided that, you know, although, you know, TCU did beat fucking Michigan. So they, they it's not like they didn't deserve to be. They and proved Georgia they had to come back and pull off a near miracle to beat Ohio State last year. Yeah, if you and Alabama had to pull off a miracle to beat Auburn. Yep. As Tony Kornheiser said, if Florida State's mad, they should be mad at the defensive coordinator at Auburn for rushing two people. Right. right? Fair um, enough. Yeah. Fair it's enough. a very good point. But nonetheless, is I, I had I didn't have a problem with it because I did not think Florida State would be competitive, and I think the same people. I mean, obviously the sports. People in these talking heads are lazy. The easy arguments to say pound their fist and out, outrage cells and right. But deep down inside, I would bet you eighty-five to ninety percent of them are going to be then lauding the game if it's exciting against Michigan and Alabama. Oh, so they get the I'm, best I'm, of both worlds, right? They get to pound their fist and boom. be on the right side of the argument, but then also cheer for the uh, two good games, which I believe we will have. Very, very good recap. Well said. Um, I, <clears throat> it's funny because I think if you talk to any, any cross section of a fan base, regardless of, regardless of what conference they're in, I think you would get different arguments as to who is the most deserving to me as a fan of college football. I think the team in all of this that got fucked is Georgia because Georgia's one loss was by three points to Alabama who, if you argue, is and a they're going to destroy Florida State. Well, here's so the you'll deal. see exactly what. To me, the best team in the country is still Georgia with one loss. I think they're the yeah. most complete team. They have the most pros. They have everything else. You know what, Don? I think the best team in the country is Michigan. They, they, they might be Jerry. They, they, they very I well. I think be. they're fucking solid. I, and the only every reason, goddamn the only reason I just don't think they're the best team in the country is if there is a big time shootout. I do not think a J.J. McCarthy-led offense can hang with Maybe. one of the other teams. Now, But their offensive line is so good. They're, they're, they're really good. And Blake Corum is a fucking pro. Five yards every time. Oh, by the way, <laughs> do you know Blake Corum's 23 years old? Yeah. I mean, it was funny. He, was going he played at the, Pilates in like the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like our age. Yeah. Uh, um, no, but seriously, he, uh, he, he had a run against Iowa, and the announcer you know, was basically just salivating. He's like... And that's a man run up the middle. I'm like, well, he is a man. Yeah, it is a. It's like, no pun intended, right? And and I have to give the uh, the uh, play by play guy credit. And he goes, in his defense, he goes, that linebacker is a true freshman for Iowa. He goes, (laughs) kind of like, hey, buddy, that's an 18 year old against 26 years older than (laughs) now. No, but no, you 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 very well may be right that Michigan is the best team. Look, they've been knocking on the door for years now. They haven't been able to get over the hump. And as we've seen with almost every sport, whether it's professional or college, sometimes you need a little help, right? Sometimes you need that little boost to get over the hump. Look at Maryland basketball in the early 2000s. They were top 10 every year. They went to the Final Four. They drew Duke one year. Then one year it was Stanford. And then, you know, it was always like, damn. Well, when they finally got over the hump, everybody's like, oh, well, they beat a blah Indiana team in the final. Don't give a fuck. Yeah, that fuck was the championship, yeah. and, that's, and that's what happens. So sometimes it's got to fall your way. So I would hope I'll be cheering for any of the three, even fucking Texas, who I hate, <laughs> over Michigan, because I just hate Jim Harbaugh. I have grown to hate Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is a cheater. He's an he's asshole. Fucking he is bad just, person. He is, he is just an unlikable human. He's like he, Brian Kelly. He, but he is didn't without kill the murdering. Yeah. <laughs> without yeah. the felony. <laughs> yeah. And maybe he's got his own felony somewhere. <laughs> he's just fucking weird. He is. He's weird. He's smarmy. He's an asshole. Um, by the way, my favorite sign from the uh, big noon kickoff when Maryland hosted and Michigan was there. By the way, it was a great turnout in College Park that weekend. My favorite sign was a picture of John Harbaugh with a greater than sign and then a picture of Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> That's funny. It. That was so great. Yeah. I was like, yeah, there it is to a T. But, you know, um, I, I, Michigan very well may be the best team. I'm convinced with my eyes, and I watch a lot of college football, that Georgia's by far the best and most they complete might be. team. Yeah, I mean, they're, you know? you're, you're, <clears throat> I know football. I think I do. Yeah, you definitely I can't, do. I can't tell you the fuck is better between. It just depends on how sure. how are you feeling up. You know, right. uh, do, are there turnovers? How are the weather conditions? How's the how's the injuries that we can't see? Right. right? And, and so the I, luck I think I think FSU got royally screwed from a pure rules standpoint. But – when it's a committee picking 
They are, they are following a set of standards, not rules. They are following guidelines, not rules. There's no rule that says you go 13-0 and and you're in. Well, their standard has always been, we pick the four best, Big we no. don't care about the four most And deserving. one of the biggest stipulations in that guideline, because they have them all, is available the Player. health of available players. And the fact that, that Travis is not able to play sucks for him, and it sucks for Florida State, because their defense is a top-five defense. Right. There's no doubt about it. Their backup quarterback is very able-bodied to keep a team in the game. But to your point, I think the writing on the wall there is, shit, if they make it in, there have to be the four seed. If they're the four seed, they play Michigan. And I'm pretty sure Vegas already had a uh, an, a line if that were to come out, and I heard it was going to be 18. Yeah. I mean, so you, you cannot have a national semifinal with an 18-point spread. Well, uh, equitable does not mean equal. Boom. Right? Equitable if you're making an equitable and fairness argument, Florida State deserved to be in. But if you're making a – give me the four most equal teams, Other, you can't pick – you can't pick Georgia, right? Uh, well, I, I guess you can. I guess you could have. I guess you could have put them fourth and put Alabama third. But Texas is a blue blood. Yeah. And if you did that to a Texas team, there would be – Without without the well, and here was the complication too. Texas beat Alabama head to head. I know. So the fact that when when they slotted Alabama in as the SEC champ, which they had to because it's the best conference in the country, you can, right? You but you I, is it uh, is it really okay, this okay. year? The, the, see, there's another side conversation right. that is very debatable. Well, this what year. I'm saying is is there's going to be Florida State's out because they're not going to be competitive. So that leaves five teams. Mm-hmm. You can't put Georgia in over Alabama because Alabama just beat them. Yep. You can't put Texas, Alabama over Texas because they lost in Alabama. That's correct. Right? And Texas has all of their players, so it's not like there's a reason to get rid of Boom. them. And then you're left with the two teams that are undefeated and who beat the big dogs yeah. along the way. They don't have a blemish on their record. No. So. I mean, well, you, you got to take Washington. Washington has beaten all comers, including top five people. You well, can't Dude, they beat take. Oregon twice. Yes. And, and Oregon's and Michigan, legit. Yeah, so the four they picked is the f- obvious. To me, it was the obvious four. Um, now, Georgia plays Florida State. They will <laughs> fucking trounce It is going them. to be a bloodbath. Right. You know? Now that that's going to be unless you know unless everybody from Georgia opts out and I don't see that happening their twos are probably just fucking as good yeah they probably are but they've won like twenty nine straight games two time champ and they can't defend it so here's here's my question if you had eight this year here are your matchups assuming there are no buys I wouldn't know how that worked right right right, right. Michigan plays Oregon okay Washington plays Ohio State mm-hmm. Texas plays Georgia Alabama plays Florida State. Love it. These after this is 9, 10, 11, and 12. Missouri at 9, Penn State at 10, Ole Miss at 11, and Oklahoma at 12. That doesn't excite me. No. Right? To, so to, to recap where you're going with this, this kind of comes full circle to the 12-team bracket that's going to exist next year. There's a drop-off after a certain point, yeah. right? And, and, and I do agree with that because as good as Penn State is defensively, as good as a year as Missouri just had, they're not in the same breath as, right. as those other teams. But there's going to be a fight between the 13th and 12th team. Of course. Right? But well, this year, there, there, there may have been a fight over 8 and 9 this year. Yeah. Not, not for me personally, but probably there's a case to be made. Yeah. I mean, Missouri probably. could have played their way in there. But know? but the farther you go down, the less anybody really gives a shit. Sure. Because you're going to get smoked anyway. Absolutely. Right. So um, I thought the committee did a good job. I'm looking forward to these four two games with these four teams. I think they're going to be good. Uh, I'm looking forward to Maryland playing Auburn in Nashville, which I think is – if seriously, when they announced that, I was like, this is before – uh, West Virginia knew where they were going, who they were going to play, because the ACC was throwing a temper tantrum and wouldn't pick bowls. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, when they got announced, I was like, "Man, let's go to the fucking Maryland game." Yes, yeah. in uh, Nashville. It's be. Are you going to go? Uh, I don't think so. It's it's New Year's weekend, so it's the thirtieth. God, you could spend that. Na- oh, New Year's yeah, in Nashville. Oh, it would it would be a tremendous trip. I think I think we're going to stay local and do our Bryce trip like we always do. You know, not having the boys all year and then having them down with us is going to be better, you know. Sure. But yeah, I, um, I did buy two tickets and donated them, however. 
Um, and they'll give them to a wounded warrior who's a Maryland alum in the Nashville area, which is fucking awesome. Oh, you know what? I'm going to do that. I, I, I've i been texting with Jeff to see if he wants to go down, and he's blown me off. Um, <laughs> so so I feel like I did my due diligence there. And, I would, and, and, I'm going to buy two tickets anyway, even if I don't go. Yep. Yep, and and do the do do your school's donation thing, and you get to pick the different uh, uh, parameters. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah, it's very very cool. Um, so you know, shout out to Maryland making that that bowl game. I mean, that season really turned for Maryland at that Nebraska game. Yeah, you know they had to they had to pull they had to pull a win out of their hat, and they did. And 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 I'm and I'm happy for them, man. Um, Again, they're kind of a bunch of guys opt out. Um, as as we're recording this podcast, Talia has not said one way or the other. Right. My gut tells me he's not going to play. Why not? Um, he's not going pro. I does he have th- any eligibility left? He does not. Okay. Um, I don't no. think he's going to go pro either, Jerry. But th- I think that there's enough people in his in his camp that think he will get a free agent tryout and yeah. probably make a squad at some point. So why would you risk it? He is pretty injury prone, right. <laughs> um, yeah. and Auburn's defense is legit. Um, well, they got dudes, uh, so we'll see there. Um, but you know, when it all shakes out, I think Maryland has plenty of depth to, to to be competitive with Auburn. But that is a hell of a task. But like you said, great matchup, great location, marquee time. Um, it's Saturday the thirtieth at two p.m. I mean, that's tremendous. Yeah, you know? uh, I'm really happy for them. Um, so jumping over to your boys, West Virginia gets to play in the uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl in Charlotte. So it was it was weird because um, that's not a tie into the Big Twelve, and apparently no. there were so many bowls that needed teams that the bowls were like horse trading, right? So um, it started off the day uh, with. The goal was to get to the Pop Tarts Bowl, which was the old Citrus Bowl or something. It's in Orlando, mm-hmm. so it's yeah. a it's a yeah. it's a six six million dollar payout, True. right? And everybody likes going to Florida. So I was just gonna say it's a good location, easy right. to get to, good stadium, good. So good that there. was that was the the goal, and because Texas got selected, they thought that was possible because in Oklahoma, everybody moves up one. Oklahoma sure. State moves up, right? Um, and then like nothing was being announced, and then I think Kansas State went to that bowl. Okay. And so that was like, fuck. All right. So then that left the tie-ins with um, the Independence Bowl. Down in Shreveport, right? In Shreveport, which is a famous bowl, but it a is. very low-paying bowl. It's like one of the first ones, and the, like the payout's well, and, like 1.6. And it's in that shitty part of Louisiana. You're not going to, you're, you're not not going going to New Orleans. You know? You're not going to Baton Rouge. You're going to fucking Shreveport, um, which is kind of a shithole from what I've been told. Um, so who does, who does WVU play? In the in the Duke's Mayo Bowl, they play North Carolina. That's right. That's right. Yeah, see that? So, see that's a good game right there. Yeah. So they made the decision to. Uh, uh, it started leaking out that well, man, fuck, I don't want to go to the Independence Bowl, and then you know all the bowls gotten taken, and then the Independence Bowl announced that they were taking somebody else, right? And I said, like, wow. And then some sports writer said, uh, Duke's Mayo Bowl is a low. I was like, what the fuck is that, right? So I looked it up, and it was like ACC versus SEC. Yep. Um, and I was like, how we, but apparently they just started negotiating. Well, you know, that's where Maryland played last year and it was the same kind of thing. They, an SEC team traded to go somewhere else because they got whatever happened right. and Maryland ended up with NC state in that bowl. So, right. It know. was a, it was a, it was a, a great game. Now, I don't know if I'm going to go. Um, so what, what is the date on that? Is that early 27th, 27th? Okay. So it's after Christmas. So it's a good day. It's, uh, it know. is. That's, that's a great um, day. And but, again, Charlotte's an easy place to get to. Well, it's drivable. Um, it's a it's a quick flight. We would you know? fly, but there's like fly there's flights every two hours. Oh, right, it's a Baltimore. Hub. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. So, it's it's a really easy hub. So, um, if Jeff goes, we may go. Um, <clears throat> see who else is going. See what Holly's vibes are. Jeff, if, if you're listening, uh, find it in your heart to fund this one. It's a chance, pretty good chance that nobody wants to go. Right. I don't think Holly really wants to go. And uh, but if I don't go, I will buy two tickets and then donate them. That's a great that's a great idea. Um, if I don't go. I'm going to the military bowl with Elizabeth because Tech is playing. I know uh, Tulane. That's down correct. In Annapolis. That's correct. So, um, I'll. It's the same day. Yep. And I'll do that instead. Um, but you know, I haven't seen West Virginia play all year. 
Um, so I'd like to go. If Drake May opts out, it'll probably help my decision a little bit because mm-hmm. otherwise he'll throw for 400 yards. <laughs> um, I assume he'll opt out. He's going to be the I top don't think, three I don't, pick. I yeah. don't think he's going to play. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, – but I was I was happy with uh, – the West Virginia didn't beat a team with a winning record all year. Um, <laughs> won eight games. Uh, and nobody, Hell of a schedule. <laughs> nobody's really fooled. <laughs> um, but uh, I was happy that they actually made it to a bowl in the last three years. So, Yeah, man. No, uh, now, we're going to jump over to the pros now. Um, but I, do, I, I need to ask you this, and, and I want you to be serious with this answer. I, I understand that Neil Brown is a complete dud. Mm-hmm. I understand that he is not liked by the fan base, you know, especially the, the, the message boards heroes and all that kind of thing. He just won eight games. I get it. They didn't beat anybody with a winning record, yada, yada. They go out there and they stomp Carolina and they win nine games. How do you not bring them back? Oh, he's coming back. They've already announced he's coming back. Okay. All yeah, right. it's that's done deal. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, he's come back. And actually, West Virginia has um, already announced that Garrett Green, their quarterback, he's pretty good. Uh, they've already locked him up NIL-wise for next year. He said, "I'm coming back, and nobody don't even you can call me, but I ain't leaving." So Good I'm work. sure they paid him 500 grand or something like that. Good for him, man. And they they're trying to lock up most of their starters who are coming back. Um, so all the rednecks on my message board are like, you know, with the transfer portal they offer like this cornerback from Kent State, mm-hmm. right? And they offer a cornerback from like Canada, like what the fuck, right? <laughs> um, and you know, like no big names, right? Right, and. All these, Whoa, what are you talking about? Neil Brown can't get anybody. Like, motherfucker, do you understand how much money they just spent to keep the players that they want? It's almost like a team in free agency when they have their own free agents. Yes. And you're like, they didn't go get anybody. It's like, dude, they had to sign their own yeah. guys first. They have yeah. a freshman All-American running back. You don't think he's going to be fucking... He wants his money. Right. Right? He's right. better than anybody you get in the transfer portal. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but yes, uh, there is reason for optimism. And on a personal note... Um, are one of the kids from Good Counsel, uh, Kyle Altooner. I saw that. I saw your post on is, that. Uh, is going to West Virginia, so he's excited. Man, he's I liked f- your uh, caption on the post. I believe it was, you can be cheered and jeered all in the same game. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna cheer you in the first quarter and boo you in the third <laughs> when you get two, two consecutive three and outs. Motherfucker, you suck! <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that, that it, there is a little bit of optimism. I have no illusions that Neil Brown is amazing. But what he did do this year was smart. He uh, ran his quarterback, uh, kept, I think, their number one in ball possession time in the country. Okay. Um, and it shortened the game, and he won won most of them and lost some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they beat Pitt. And as uh, long as you beat Pitt, that's Pitt, a good year. Pitt's, <laughs> Pitt's a bowl of shit. So. Yeah, they are. Um, all right. All right. So um, we'll talk a little bit more college as we move along because we'll get closer to the bowl games. We'll break down who's playing, who's not, point spreads, <clears throat> all that kind of shit. I think we did a pretty good job recapping the top four nationally. Um, and then uh, I do want to talk next week about the top five returning quarterbacks in the NCAA are yeah. all in the transfer portal right now. Well, the transfer portal is fucking crazy. It's wild. The so kid from Ohio we, State's in there because I'm sure correct. he's getting death threats after Michigan. He's like, probably fuck this place, man. Yeah, so we have a whole we have another can of worms to open up and talk about there, but we'll do that another time. So let's let's take our football knowledge up a level and let's talk – Pro. Um, <laughs> last weekend, Washington got curb stomped by uh, Miami, which everybody who had a brain saw coming. I mean, it was just. Yeah, it, I mean, it, everybody it, saw that coming. Here's what I laugh about <laughs> I laugh about a lot of shit. <laughs> Fucking Del Rio's fired. Yep. Ron's going to do play calling. <laughs> but apparently, he sold some 29 year old like coach intern, hey, devise my game plan. <laughs> that motherfucker's just checked all the way out. He is a hundred percent checked out, and obviously everybody's making a big deal out of the halftime comments. I don't know if you heard that. But I the, did not hear the that. Sideline reporter. She's like, "Yeah." So I talked to uh, I talked to Ron Rivera coming out of the tunnel and said, "So, coach, you're down thirty-one-seven. What you know? What do you got to do here on on when you have the ball?" And he goes, "We just got to run the ball." <laughs> She's like, "Well, I, I heard you know Brian Robinson's out for the game. Yeah, yeah. We just got We got to run the ball." <laughs> it was like, dude, you're down 31 to seven. And he couldn't make ages. We got to keep the clock running. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> He's like, can no. we mercy roll here in the second half, please? But I, when he when when he said that he was entrusting the, the Christian Gonzalez is the guy's name, maybe the smartest guy in the world. I don't know. 
Uh, but he's he, he was designing the game plan. I'm like, dude, if that's just not if you needed further evidence that Ron has checked out. And in the game, they were saying that he was taking it more seriously because he had his arms crossed a different way mm. with the, yes. with the opposite hand over. Um, no, I mean, at the end of the day, the season is over. Yes. Um, the most important hire of the decade will be uh, the next general manager of the team. Bingo, bingo, bingo. And you win the grand prize. That is should, correct. That's more important than any coach they can get um, because as bad as Ron Rivera has been on the field, he's been even worse off the field. Uh, his player selection is abysmal. And that's what they need to do. Yep. I assume they clean house with everybody pretty much in the building. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I had had these thoughts that there there could be some peripheral players still um, involved. When I say players, I'm at front office people. You know, I thought, for example, like Jason Wright would hang on. Some of those guys. I think everybody's gone, Jerry. I think, yeah, I think, I think, Jay, just, I think everybody's gone, too. But I could see, I could see like Jason Wright doing it as long as he has no um, – Insight in the, I mean, I, I don't know what his role is uh, in terms of now, but he can't have any player acquisition. Maybe he's amazing at like negotiating with the city about a new stadium. Maybe that's his bailiwick. But certainly, any anything that's done on the field um, that people pay attention to, mm-hmm. I think all those people are gone. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? And they yeah, should no, be. No, it's a full clean. Get a, get you know, a fresh start. It, it, it's a full house cleaning, think, and that's perfectly fine. And and look, Biennemi, I think. I think he's gone. I think he was okay this year. Nothing special. But he wasn't bad. I think he was fine. Well, this is where everybody starts snitching on everybody and talking behind their backs. But apparently there's some offensive uh, players. My guess is it's Terry McLaurin, mm-hmm. uh, who have said, I don't want this guy back. Right. Yeah. Now, uh, look, Terry man, McLaurin still gets targeted. He's just not getting catches. He's and not, I don't. I don't. Know why? I, I I don't either. The fall off in play in production from he and Jahan Dotson is staggering. 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 Um, when you consider they actually have a quarterback that can sling it. <laughs> I mean, Sam Howe can actually throw the ball. Yeah. Um, and they're his two best weapons are basically non-existent. So it's it's very weird. It's very odd. I am looking for a hard reset. I can't wait. I'm with you. As soon as the season ends. Everybody, pack your bags and go. We don't even need exit interviews. We'll give you a gift card. You know, thank you for your time here. Let's go. I hope they've got the next GM lined up, and I hope that he has an idea of who he wants to work with, and he's got a couple coaching candidates already in the works. Those those are my goals. Yeah, I would hope, I would definitely freaking hope that um, he's already feeling out potential candidates. Now, maybe he can't call them because they work for other teams. I I, I don't know. But um, he has to be doing his due diligence oh, on for sure. the guy he wants. And I'm, I'm, hoping, sure that, I'm sure that they have a short list. I would like to see it be someone sort of young and hip. And, I'm with you, man. And, and with the analytics. <clears throat> and, you know, if it's some retread that worked with fucking Bill Belichick, I'm um, you know, okay. You don't want like a Josh McDaniels retread? Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> even, even, with, the, more, even with the GM, you know? Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, I, I, I would certainly like um, some young blood at the front office level, and I hope that translates to some fresh ideas on the sideline. Right. But at the end of the day, it doesn't just, just fucking do a good job. Yeah. I don't give a shit if you're really, at the end of the day, I don't really care if you're 80. I just think you have a better chance of success with someone who's a little bit more. I'm with you. Uh, you know, not a retread. Right. Who was good at one place, the second place he wasn't that good at, but he's well-known, now he's going to be his third place. That's what I don't want. And uh, and I did hear a debate on the radio this week that you know people are talking about, you know, do you tank or not tank? I'm like, well, no, no, we're past that point. This team's not good. No, It's yeah, the worst defense in the league, yeah. and its offense is anemic right now. And it's the worst coached team. And they don't have a winnable game left on their roster other than maybe the Jets. Right. And that's a 50-50 game. So the, at best, they get one more win this year. Well, tanking means that you make an organizational decision to, to lose. Right. They haven't done that. No, they haven't the done that. The players have decided they're not going to – they don't really give a fuck. Well, again, you look at their schedule. They're not going to win. Right. Even, yeah. if, they, even if they go out and they try, right? Exactly. So, I mean, you know. So, give it the old college try, man. Go ahead and play the young guys. Let's see what Quan Martin has. Let's see what these guys have. To you know? me, you cannot watch this team – on offense, and say anything but you need to draft offensive linemen. I mean, it's the worst fucking offensive line I've ever seen. It's Sam so bad. Howe runs for his fucking life. So bad. And 
maybe the maybe Terry's not getting the catches because he doesn't have the fucking time to develop his routes. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not smart enough to understand that. All I know is, within two seconds of getting the ball, on pretty much every time he drops back, Sam Howe has to maneuver. And this is from the shotgun. And this he's, is from fucking shotgun. He is in the shotgun and he's running for his life the second the ball hits his hand. Most of the pressures that I see early are from the tackles. Mm. Right? That guy, Wiley, is garbage. And he's the dude that came over from KC, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then Leno, I don't I I, I don't know, right? Oh, he's I ancient, mean, right? Yeah, I mean, I think these guys get hit from everywhere. No, none of them are that great. So here's the good news. you are going to get a good offensive tackle by doing nothing. You don't have to maneuver. You don't have to trade. You don't have to do anything because Caleb Williams Mm -hmm. and Drake may are going to be the number one and two pick and or three because Patriots right now are ahead of them, ahead of Washington. Assuming they stay there, they're going to take a quarterback. Right. Right. Um, Caleb Williams will be number one and Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be there. So if you're picking fourth, the top three picks in no particular order are pretty much, I think, decided. Now you get the pick between the Notre Dame offensive tackle, who will be your best lineman, mm-hmm. or the Gonzaga kid who went to Penn State, who will be your best lineman. Right. So you're in a win-win situation. You don't have to trade up. You that's, know? A, that's a great call. And I wouldn't even – and this is me – if those people are – Elite, like projected, and their stats are sick. Like that kid from Penn State's like never allowed a sack or some shit like that. I right. know they make all that stuff up. Oh, but, sure, sure, sure. But but, but, but obviously, well taken. Yeah. right. You take him now. You're actually building. Yeah. Right. I would not trade back and take a lesser offensive lineman because you, you need guy you need fucking there. studs, yeah. man. Well, again, they we we belabored the point of how bad the player personnel development or lack thereof has been here since in the Rivera era. And even prior to that, if we're being honest, um, but they have swung and missed so many times and with with high round picks with with middle first round picks. Again, it's not like they swung and missed, and you had the 29th pick, and you're like, oh man, we we took a flyer on this receiver, and he just wasn't really, you know, because we needed a receiver. To, they had the 14th, 15th, 16th picks multiple years and fucking missed. And at the same time, the Ravens had 16th pick and get or 14th pick and get like Kyle Hamilton. I know. And he's it like happens. the next fucking Ronnie. Dude, I told you it happens every year. Every fucking year. Well, again, we took Forbes and then that guy Quan Martin, right? And San Fran last year had the thirtieth pick. Can't remember the guy they picked. I think he's a corner out of Fresno State. He started every game for San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, he's I like, mean, what the fuck, dude? And right. they're sitting there going, "Oh, we like Forbes." Dude, he can't play, and he might be a good athlete, and he might be a nice kid, and he might be a dime type corner. But yeah. He's not Maybe a starter in the he's NFL. A, he's a man guy. Right? <sighs> he does plays one thing, can't do the Fuck, other. Fuck, man. I mean, it's just it, it is staggering how often they miss, and they don't miss by a little bit. They just yeah, it it's is just, it is staggering how often they fucking miss. In fact, I can't think of one person who was like, "What a great fucking pick in I the first it. round." I mean, they may get lucky <laughs> in a sixth round, right? And they, right. they got right. a quarterback, right? That everybody right. else passed on, right? right. That, that's pure fucking luck, <laughs> right? But but no, I mean the the stuff that's not luck is really the first round. Because you should have 20 guys in the draft that are going to be quality starters. And you should just be able to fucking see it. Yeah. And they're taking chances on guys that... Yeah, Yeah, they're reaching at a pick where there's a legitimate starter sitting there. Like, so I've praised some of these picks, but I also acknowledge at the time there were a lot of people going, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? Like, that Christian... I can't think of his name. Christian, Ro- I want to say Christian Robinson, but anyway, he went to the Patriots mm-hmm. and he was the corner. And they were like, I can't believe he was on the board. They didn't take him. Right. I'm assuming that guy is fucking lighting it up. Well, look at Deontay Banks from Maryland. Yes. He went to New York, started every game in New York. I think hey. he's got four picks. Right. He like leads him in tackles in the secondary. Like he's he's a legit NFL starter right. who looks the part. Is he is he going to be a pro bowler? I don't know, but he fucking started his rookie year. Right. And here's the thing <laughs> I'm not paid. Three hundred fucking thousand dollars to do an evaluation of all these goddamn. So if I don't know, it's excusable. If they don't, years ago you did print out about three hundred thousand dollars worth of paper for you, me, and Jeremy. I swear to God, Todd, I could, I could be a good GM. I could fucking. I know you could. I know you could. 
Because I man. would get scouts and I would go to every you fucking workout. Mel Kiper, you drive up 95, hang out in his little Baltimore. I talked to Mel Kiper's, <laughs> Mel Kiper's wife. That's so awesome. Because I bought the Bible five years in a row. That's so great. So we talked by email. <laughs> didn't you go to the uh, Didn't you go to the combine back in the day? Yeah, I was an agent. I didn't have any fucking players. I wasn't allowed to watch anything, right? <laughs> right. You know, but I was there. But you were there, That's and I so was great. like seeing people like walk around. <laughs> had dinner with Stump Mitchell. That's so great. Awesome. Fucking, he's, a, he's the nicest oh, guy fuck, in the world. Fuck great yeah. fucking. I was a nobody. Great I fucking. I love that dude. shit. I love that shit. All right, so let's let's talk some other NFL right now because it's getting really um, it's getting juicy, man. The run on starting quarterbacks getting hurt is just ridiculous right now, dude. So how bad is Lawrence's injury from last night? Heard it was pretty bad. Right? Um, high ankle. Yep. High ankle's never good. Never good. Um, but again, so the kid who <laughs> – so in that game, you had them uh, – you had Cincinnati and Jacksonville last night. So you have, uh, Cincinnati's a shell of themselves without Burrow. But they're and then and the six. kid Browning played great last night. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while you're going to find that. Sure. I, th- I um, still think they're finished. I, I, I com- could not agree with you more. But then you had Jacksonville, who's the upstart in that AFC East, and – uh, T-Law goes down with a high ankle sprain. And the backup is what, Bethard? Yeah, and, uh, but it's a long fucking season, man. Dude. Each season is like its own season. It really is, like, man. You could be hot in the first five games, and then just everything falls off. I know. But but the number of backup quarterbacks that uh, that are going to be playing come playoff time, there, there's going to be quite a, a fair number out there. Um, that was a pretty funny tweet from uh, the Jacksonville uh Jacksonville team Twitter department. They were like, "Hey NFL, uh, if T Law is out for the playoffs, does that mean we have to forfeit our spot?" <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> a little throwing a little shade for the uh, Florida State fans, but um, uh, you know, it's it, it's going to be interesting. I am hoping and praying that Lamar stays healthy in Baltimore. Um, as long as he is healthy, I think that they see that division out because Cleveland's now down to their third quarterback. Yeah, Since he's gonna... down to their second and. Little little tiny hands. Kenny Pickett got hurt last week, and fucking Mitch Trubisky had to come in. They're, they lost to Arizona. They lost at to Arizona. Home. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, but this is the kind of shit. Every time they get losses like this, the fan base is like clamoring for Tomlin's job, and I'm like, yes, yes. I oh. what if they just have a meltdown down? What if the they just say, yeah, we're in a world. We're, it's time Tomlin's to go like, to a different I'm direction. Out of here. I'm I going. would be if I if I was Washington, I would be on the fucking plane. I'm I'm coming to your house, bro. I Jerry, just heard the the drive to Pittsburgh. I did that drive so many times with George when he played hockey. That was my least favorite drive in the world. I fucking hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate everything about it. I would make that drive to go pick up Mike Tomlin myself. Right. The only way I wouldn't hire Mike Tomlin is if he said I want personal decision too. I'd be like, ah, no. fuck. Yeah. I'd be like, no. Nah, you're right. You're right. I, w- I wouldn't do it. I, you you're have, right. You no, have no, to, no. Have, separate, just, you have, to have separate but equal, man. It doesn't work. It yeah. doesn't work. It's like a balance of powers. It's and like, it's like having this. Congress so, and the Supreme Court and the executive. So I know that history's there to, to, to be broken all the time, right? Records are there to be broken. But the stat that always throw, I, I hear all the time is no coach has won a Super Bowl with multiple teams in the NFL. Right. Every Super Bowl winning coach in the NFL has won their Super Bowl with one team. Right. Um, again, that doesn't mean you don't go get Mike Tomlin because I think he's top five coach in the NFL. But it's just interesting because he has a Super Bowl with Pittsburgh. I know, and, and, and he know. is he's not a but he's not a retread because he's been with one. He's never failed. No, no, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. No, he's he is hireable in a heartbeat. But uh, you're right. The only non-starter for me, I would agree with you, is the personnel decision. Yeah, if he wants it never person- fucking works. No, if he wants personnel, then no thanks. Right. Yeah, so that's a non-starter. Um, well, hopefully by that time, though, you have your GM. So your question is, is, can you work with this guy? Right. Are you interested in working with him? Don't worry about salary. We'll, we'll pay you. Right. Um, yeah, so I think Baltimore pretty much just needs to play out the season with, you know, playing playing their boring Baltimore-style ball. Lamar doesn't need to be special until the playoffs. It seems like if they're, just, if they're interested, mm-hmm. right? If they're interested in playing that week – um, and they're focused, um, and Lamar is focused, then they should win. Now, they do have some tough-ass games coming up. They do, um, man. It's not an easy schedule coming down the stretch. Yeah, so let's go through that. Let me see. Where are the Raiders? There we go. 9-3. and three. And the fucking Dolphins are 9-3. But is that a solid 9-3 or is that poop 9-3? I don't know. Well, it, it, the, thing, the thing about the Dolphins is the Dolphins is when it comes to the playoffs and it's a one-and-done game, they can simply outscore just about everybody. They can, but that now, never works in the fucking playoffs. It, it doesn't. Traditionally, it does not. But 
they could knock off a team, you know? Yeah. Well, they could win one or two, right? Sure. They could um, beat a team like Baltimore, you know? But I don't uh, – traditionally, those type of teams, when it gets cold and you had to go you – know, it just doesn't work. And people just play – they just play fucking harder oh, in the playoffs. Uh, 100%. You know, percent concentrated. You, you know, you don't, you're not going through the motions. Um, I'm trying to find the Ravens' schedule here, and I am failing. The, um, the thing that I love about NFL playoff football, not only is it completely and utterly unpredictable um, – the quality of play just goes through the roof, like you just said. I mean, well, because everybody, you have people motivated. To play, oh yeah, right? and <clears throat> instead of pulling that, you know, linebacker out because he looks a little gassed, he's got an extra, he's got an extra couple gallons in the tank, and he's like, no, 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 I'm coming on third down. You know, it's it's you see the best of the best rise to the top, and that's that that's really fun. All right, so here's the Ravens' final five games. They're currently nine and three, two game lead in their division. Uh, they play the Rams at home mm-hmm. this Sunday. Should be a win, but the Rams are frisky. They're tough. On the 17th, uh, they play at the Jaguars, probably minus their quarterback. Right. Um, On December 25th, which I believe is Jesus' birthday. That's that's the rumor. They play at the San Francisco 49ers. That might be the fucking game of the year. Holy shit. Now, is that the Monday night game, or are they doing multiple games that day? Because Christmas is on a Monday this year. I don't know. know, Does it have the time? Uh, they eight fifteen for them. All right, so so it is a night game for them. All right. I didn't know if maybe that's Monday Night Football. I don't know. Well, I I can answer that question quickly. Then they play the Dolphins, which might be a seeding game, and it's at Baltimore, the twenty third. I'm sorry, the thirty first, New Year's Eve. Oh my God, dude! Can you imagine going to that game and then just spending the fucking Baltimore with all the guns shooting in the air like the old West? I was, for, I was say, are, are, is that a game you're going to go to? Fuck no. <laughs> Uh, I actually am invited to the game this week, but I will be coming back from the Army-Navy game. Mm. And then they end with the Steelers at the Ravens, which the Steelers might not be playing for anything at that point. Steelers, Ravens, yeah. So, so they finish with the Rams, Jaguars, 49ers, Dolphins, Ravens. That's tough. So All, all winning records. So I my prediction is that they go three and two. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be pretty, but I think they grind out three wins there. They're, they finish twelve and twelve and thirteen. Twelve and five because they're nine and three. Yeah, that would that would make yeah. it twelve and five. Good call. Um, I think eleven and six gets that division done though. So Maybe. if yeah. they if they have if they, a hiccup I, in there, I think I, they hold. Well, no, because Pittsburgh beat them. They got to beat Pittsburgh. It depends on who the and the Browns beat them too. Shit, that's true. Well, it depends on what Pittsburgh does, also. Right. You know. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's too it's too far out to. It, it to is. Predict, it's too but. far out. I guess I jumped the gun a little bit, saying that they could just see their way out. But I just when, when I watch them play, they're just a cut above the rest of those teams. Yeah. Um, but those teams are tough, man. You know, it's a tough division. I'm trying to get the 2023 NFL <clears throat> schedule on. Christmas I will say Day. this: in terms of cream rising to the top. How amazing was that 49ers performance at Philly the other night? Good Lord. They might, I think they're the best team in the league. I, dude, I said it early in the season. I would take uh, Kyle Shanahan in a heartbeat yes. right now as the top, top coach in the NFL. I'm with you. And he guy makes no excuses. When the 49ers had a few hiccups there earlier in the season, he doesn't bitch. He doesn't moan. He doesn't go to the the you know the injured reserve list and start crying. He's like, yeah, we got to be better. We got to be better. And now he's got all his toys to play with. He's got CMC. He's got Debo Samuels looking really good right now. Um, and that was just a performance the other night. There are three games on Christmas Day. One o'clock game is Raiders at Chiefs. Okay. Four, it's a rivalry game. 4.30 game is Giants at Eagles. Ugh. And then you have the Ravens at the 49ers. All right. Well, at least it ends well. Because that Giants-Eagles game could be hideous. God, thank God, like, Hey man, the Commanders aren't playing on the. Hey man, maybe the Giants keep winning and the Commanders can slide up and grab one of their draft picks. Yeah, I mean, well, right now they're sitting four, um, and they're a game behind New England Patriots. So hopefully, Bill Belichick, the genius. Man, their fucking quarterback situation is terrible. Didn't the Patriots just get shut out six nothing by Sam? Something by, like by that. the by the Chargers. <laughs> by the way, the Chargers yet again go as one of the most disappointing teams in the league, as we talked about. Yeah, Brandon Staley's got to be gone, right? Gone. I mean, he's 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 the Walking Dead right now. Speaking of six nothing. Mm-hmm. Ah, nice transition, Jerry. The Capitals lost to the powerful Arizona Coyotes six to nothing. It was five nothing in the first period. Yeah, it wasn't great. What the fuck? That's just a team that just didn't give a shit about playing. Um, have you seen Arizona's last five games? No. 
They have beaten the last five Stanley Cup champions in a row. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Good yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, they're kind of on a heater right now, but nah, it doesn't excuse the Caps' performance. All right, so last week this time, the Caps were embarking on their five-game West Coast road trip. I was hoping for six points. You predicted five. They got four. Yeah, um, not great. Not great, but you know what? Two and three, they've been way worse out West. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was just sort of the last two. We lost 10 to one. Not not, not great. Not good. Um, something does not look right with Kemper. Um, I don't know if it's health. I don't know if it's something nagging that he just can't get over. Um, <clears throat> but he's had enough looks now this early in the season. The number that I don't like is his save percentage. It's way, way, way too low. Yeah. Um, so something's got to get corrected there. Um, again, I don't put a lot of stock in a two and three road trip. When you get four points, when you go out West, that's fine. Especially because, uh, we had some points and some games in hand to play with. If you look at the standings right now, almost everybody above us has played two to th- two to four games more than we have. Right. Um, so I still think the Caps' trajectory is fine. Um, they need to find a little bit more stability with the lineup. Um, Kuznetsov they get, continues. They go on another road trip uh, here, so not out west, but home to Dallas. Yep. Home to the Rangers. Two tough games coming up. Very. Then they have four straight away games, Chicago, Philly, Nashville, Carolina. Mm-hmm. So they need, to, they need to find their shit. Yeah. No, it's a tough stretch coming up for sure. Um, that's why I'm saying the stability right now is going to be key. So here's one thing that I'm not as concerned about as some of the other uh, you know, mouth breathers on the message boards. I'm watching the games, and what I'm seeing with my eyes seems to be a combination of our inability to score when we put pressure on and our inability to, to prevent the bouncy shitty bounce going into our net over time that should correct itself, but it is a little worrisome that we we're really not getting like the key stops, not only from the goaltenders, but defensively, like there's a couple plays in the first period last night against Arizona where we were in perfect position on a two on two and the puck just found its way to, to the lone man in the slot. And I don't know how it got there. Like, hmm. nobody did anything wrong. It was just like, what the fuck just happened? And it right. happened again, and then it happened again, and then it happened again. We were out shooting them at one point, 16 to 13, and we were down 5 nothing. Hmm. That's uh, just not good enough. Uh, yeah. Um, but at the same time, at least we weren't getting out shot 13 to 3 and losing 5 nothing. I would have been way more concerned about that. You got to make some fucking stops, though, bro. Got to make some stops. And here's the thing that's concerning me more, though, Jerry, and I'm going to try not to be so nerdy with the numbers here. So there's the advanced metrics in hockey, which basically track when you're putting pressure on and when you have pressure put against you. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. And they've created, instead of all these numerical values, they've created a heat map that goes horizontally on the screen. I've seen that. Okay? I've seen it. And it's a great way to just say, here were the ebbs and flows of this game. And when the map spikes one color or another. So if the Caps are playing the Rangers, the Caps are red, the Rangers are blue, right? Right. When you see the spikes, you tend to see scoring chances. And when you see scoring chances, eventually you'll see the ultimate spike, which is a goal. The Caps have out-spiked most of their opponents this year. Yet, they are getting outscored pretty consistently in those 50-50 even games. What that tells you is... For every, in a normal hockey game, there's anywhere from 10 to 13 quality scoring chances per team. Right. The Caps are scoring on an average of two out of every 10 of their high quality scoring chances. Their opponents are scoring at four and a half out of 10 out of theirs. So if it's a 50-50 even game and we're putting pressure on and having put pressure put against us, we're getting outscored four and a half to two on average. Yeah, it's not a good, that's, not a good formula. That, that doesn't work. And it kind of goes against my theory of, oh, it'll eventually average out. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not. And right. there's enough games that I'm starting to get concerned about their inability to score. Part of it is Ovechkin's old. He's really old. And 5v5, he's not the individual scorer he once was. So finding the right line combinations and synergy for him to be able to get some ugly rebounds. They may have to really rethink their power play where he is. They need to rethink maybe when they dump the puck in the zone and they gain possession, his normal sniper position, he might be better suited in the trenches. He's not going to be the first forward back anyway. Right. You know? Um, so you want him down there mucking a little it up a bit. Little. 
um, because Tommy old Tommy freaking Wilson looks like his young self right now. He looks fully healed from his ACL injury. Yeah. He is flying up and down the ice. Had his first hat trick this week, uh, this past week um, on the road. Yeah, Holly was excited. Yeah, <laughs> leading the team in, in goals right now, and he's looking pretty good. They've got to find a little bit more consistency with how they're finishing because right now that is a big concern of mine. Right. Um, yes, giving up goals sucks, but you're going to get enough bounces your way. Lindgren, Kemper will find he'll find his game. They're gonna they're gonna keep enough pucks out. I think. I think defensively they're fine. They're deep. They're not scoring enough, man. They're, that that's and, been and, the that's been the complaint. Yeah, and that's not something I really saw coming a few weeks ago. Well, um, maybe it's just the the mixture of youth and old guys, and neither one of them can score very. You know, old yeah. guys can't skate, and you. Young guys don't have the experience to right, right. Yeah, the Nick Dowds of the world—they're not putting up fifty points. You know, I mean that. You know, they, this team needs a trade. With yeah, man. So Kuzi's the elephant in the room because he, they just—he's the enigma right now. They just he? uh, healthy scratched him and they lost six nothing. So yeah, he's again his skating ability is still one of the top. He's probably a top 20, 30 skater in the league in terms of just yeah, you know, pure power, everything else. He should be way more prevalent, you know, in a game. Even if he's not scoring, if he's not scoring, he's pretty much worthless right he's, now. Yeah, if he's not scoring, he's and not creating. That, that's not great because I just said a guy like Nick Dowd. Nick Dowd does all the dirty shit that you have to have in the lineup. So everybody on the message boards are talking about this Patrick Lane. Is that his name? Why not? Yeah, Line from a, uh, he's equally. In the doghouse for his, yeah, and he's kind of he's kind of a misfit toy, and yeah. their uh, their salaries are comparable. Mm-hmm. That to me has like a Verona trade Mantha <laughs> written all over. Like they're neither team is happy with either player, and they're oh, going to come dude, here. You, you bite your tongue on Anthony Mantha. He's playing pretty well right now, I know, actually. But overall, uh, well, you know the best player on the Caps right now over the last month, it's been Connor McMichael. Really? Oh yeah. Um, your boy Alan May said it. Um, Brent Johnson said it. Well, if Alan May said it, it's fucking dumb. And uh, John Walton said it too. John Walton's basically like, he's like, when good things happen, Connor McMichael is on the ice. Right. And he's like, not only do the numbers say it, he's like, my eyes are seeing it every I single game. I wonder if he's right going to escape past the Rangers bench and uh, hit Laviolette with his fucking stick. <laughs> I mean, Laviolette's got to be like, thank God I got it out of there, right? He's rolling. Aren't the Rangers good? Probably top team in the league right now. Yeah. Again, he inherited an all-star roster. Right, I mean, but that, 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 that roster was on the precipice last year, and it's right there. That's the kind of team LaViolette needs. Right. You know, he was just the – he was he was a veteran coach that we needed for stability, and he unfortunately inherited a team that was aging, and he didn't want to turn the roster over. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad they cut bait with him, and they did it amicably. And he's happy they did too. Yep. You didn't really have to do much there. Right. Well, you're just, like it's like you look at your assistants. You're like, um, does this guy play on the first line left wing or second line left wing? They're like, oh, let's switch it up a couple times. I mean, that's uh, all they have to do, right? You know, and and their goalie plays probably they got the top tandem in the league right well, now. He's coming. So. He's coming to Washington in the next couple of days. Hey man, you know, I, I I'm really interested to see how Washington does in this next stretch because again they uh, they were pleasantly su- Ad, yeah adversity and see how they yep. react. Yep. You know? I, I do like Carberry. I think if, I think if a trade's going to be made, it's got to be made now. The longer you wait, the less value you're going to get. Yeah, because he's, he's strong. I mean, well, first of all, everybody fucking knows his flaws. Uh, well, that's just it. So I heard one of the RMNB guys on um, <clears throat> on the radio talking, and and he was like, "Yeah, but you know, you just got to you got to wait for that value to hit its peak." And I was like, "Dude, shut the fuck up! It's man. not going it, to. It's not going to hit its peak. You he's know? miserable here. He's Correct. not going to play." Correct. Every and he, coach and his th- comment was the last thing we need to do is sell an asset for less than what it's worth. And I was like, well, if this quote unquote asset is a pariah on your team, then you do the old Chase Young thing and go just get whatever you can and get. He's at some not point. worth much. He's not going to be worth. He's much. not. He's yeah. not. Everybody now, thinks it's the uh, koozie of fucking the cup. Well, line. everybody's afraid he's going to go somewhere else and put up 60 points the rest he of the year. He might. And he might. Yeah. But th- that's not up to you to decide. You've got to decide what's best for your team and your, you know. Not unless he goes to Vegas and starts doing lines all the time again. Then it'll be all amped up. Hey, man. Bring that Vegas booger sugar here, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> Smelling salts, ah, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be ebbs and flows this year. The, yeah. the fringe playoff team. Yep. They make the playoffs. It's a good year. I agree. Even if they get swept in the first round. No, I agree. Um, I I, I, I want to see them continue to develop the young guys, play well. Um, obviously, the last couple games were not fun to watch. Um, 
I guess the game in that whole um, uh, that whole swing that I didn't like was that San Jose game. I mean, losing out there two one just blew. Yeah. Um, but like I told you, it was almost a coin flip with the L A game because I didn't think they were very good in L A. Right, and they, they won. If so. they'd have won the San Jose game, you got six points, and now you're like, all right, I know it's good. a whole different optic. You like, know. Yeah. But well, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. When when's the next game? Thursday. Thursday they host Dallas. And Dallas is Dallas is fucking good. They never Dallas beat is Dallas. a wagon. They're they good. They never fucking beat Dallas. Um, but it's at home, you know. Yeah, they can beat Dallas at home. And uh, you know, again, it really comes down to uh, you know our goalie play. And dude, wait, I mean, I, is Ovi going to get twenty? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think he'll end with just shy of thirty when it's all said and done. He's. I'm telling you, he's going to have a stretch in here where everybody's like, "Oh, it's the Ovi of old," and the puck's just going to find its way in, right. you know, because that's what he does. He just takes so many goddamn shots. Um, you know that that'll be okay, but systematically again, they seem to be doing a lot of the right things, and the puck's not going in. Right. Um, and in a small sample size, you go, eh, it's an anomaly. But when it continues to happen, it's a trend. You've been saying it for weeks. I have, and and, and um, you beat me in fucking fantasy football. <laughs> Our two teams are so bad We're right so now. Bad. We're so beat up. I forgot to even check. I was like, <laughs> hopefully, I, hopefully, I wasn't playing like Justin Jefferson, who's on by. <laughs> No, our, our teams are horrific. You know, I had to start fucking Jahan Dotson this past weekend. That's what my <laughs> yeah, roster still was. off. Yeah. Not great. Yeah, not, not, not very good. Um, so. Oh, you hit the spot. Oh, yeah, man. So Major says that we should wrap it up for the week. Um, so I'm going to go to the Terps game tomorrow night with Frankie. We're going to see how that goes. And the rumor is J- Jameer Young might not play because he rolled his ankle against IU, and they don't want it to get any worse. Dude. Yikes. What the fuck is going on? Yikes. I did not see this coming. At fucking all. That was my text to you and Mitch. I said, did not see this coming. Very disappointed. Like, I'm not going to sit here up on my throne and tell you what you should and shouldn't do. I'm disappointed. Yeah. Like, Julian Reese, I thought was going to hit Dante Scott in the face for not boxing out. Dude. And that's throwing some shade because Reese can be lazy. Yes. But... Yeah, I mean, I mean Dante, why would why would Dante come back to play this way? God, he looks like a twenty eight year old like NBA guy. We were that's just talking just, about Blake Corum being old, yeah, like Dante's. That's, pl- you know. that's playing like for the Wizards, right? And they don't give a fuck. Yeah. That's what is like. I'm just out here to get my NIL money. I, it's frustrating. It is. It's weird. It is, it is really. It's, Willard's got to like. He's got to make a change. He's got to send a message. Dante, he's got to do out. something. You're dude. out. He's got to do something. You're, you're riding the bench. Speaking of not being able to score, we just talked about the Caps. How's this Maryland team so anemic again? Again. I'm, I'm beside myself. Mitch, if you're listening this long in the podcast, which you always do, we thank you for your loyalty. Um, but seriously, we got to have we got to have a talk. We got to have a meeting of the Terps minds because I don't know what the fuck is going on yeah. with how these guys cannot shoot. I mean. You got you know, good shooters on this team. Well, Jameer, is a, he's a slasher, right? He's, he's a slasher. But he's not even getting to the to the rim and, and then to the foul on very Dude. much. They have no secondary scoring. I mean, Jamie Kaiser and Deshaun Harris-Smith are blue blood stud freshmen, and they look like they couldn't hit the side I'm of the barn. I'm not entirely sure they're blue blood stud freshmen. They are good potential freshmen. Hey, I stand corrected because you're right. That that was their pedigree, but yeah. they're certainly not playing Maybe like they're it. just freshmen. Maybe. Who this is a little bit too big for because them Because right DHS, now. the way he plays, I really like his game. I mean, he's he gets up and down the floor. He works really hard. Um, at one point, he was two for ten from the free throw line. Yeah. What the fuck? You're a six five swing guard. You're you're a four star. You're two for ten no, from this, the free throw line. What the fuck are you doing? If you're expecting a freshman to be your sharpshooter and your leader, you're in bad fucking trouble. Well, see, that's I, just it. I don't is, think they were expecting it. My no. point is, secondary scoring is yeah. This is all on the three upperclassmen who came back, who are supposed to be your leaders. I'm and with you. You're you're supposed to get twenty, fifteen, and ten every night from those dudes. There you go. If you do that, you're in most games. Twenty, fifteen, and ten from those three every time. That's right. Yeah, because that puts you at 40, 45, right. you know, and then you should be able to get 20 to 25 right. from, from the other guys easily. That should put you in every single game. Yeah, And, and instead, they're struggling to get to 55, 58 brutal. points. And, and it's, that's, what, that's what Jameer put up, 23. And it's ongoing. This is not like a... I'm uh, with you. And yeah. that's, again, that's my concern, man. So so I'm going to go tomorrow night. I'm hoping uh, hoping Penn State, you know... Penn State's always the fucking thorn, but maybe maybe the reverse since Penn State or since Maryland's no good right now. Maybe well, they're this, both they're both four and four. Well, well, like I said, Maryland's no good right now. <laughs> maybe that maybe they can get a win. Any yeah. win, any win is a good win. Let, 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 hey, let's turn the tide. Right, you know. All right. 
All right, man. So good, good shit this week, man. And I'm, I'm, I'm psyched to, uh, I'm psyched to see how the, the bowl, the, 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 the college bowl scene unfolds, not only with the top four, but everybody else. Yeah. As kids start to declare who's playing, who's not. I want to see the lines. Over a thousand out. kids in the transfer portal right now. Fucking insane. Insane. So for all you uh, people out there that are bitching and moaning that you're losing players, if your coach has half a brain, he's got the list of players to come in to replace them. Or you make the list of players you're willing to keep, and everybody else you got to just concede that's leaving. And like you said, you got to take care of them. You got yeah. Like if your team's like if your team like West Virginia, you got five guys that you can take care of. Everybody else is gone. Yep. If they want to leave, you, you got to let them go. Sorry, man. I wish you got to let them go. That's I right. Have, I don't have any money for you. Yep. I'm sorry. Yep. And I think with Jay Sean Barham from Maryland, you know the the bottom line is he's just going to get a significant six figure sum from an SEC team. It probably you know? won't be Alabama or Georgia, but it'll be some other team. Like LSU might be the perfect. I I, choice I was thinking LSU was going to be the perfect fit for him. I could see him at Florida. Maybe. You know, I could see him down in the swamp. You yeah. know, you know, one of those second tier. Yeah, SEC exactly teams right. That's exactly still a right. big money. Yep. Yeah. Well, we we shall see, man. It's a brave new world out there, dude. It almost it almost feels like uh, you know signing day from high school now is just it's yeah. not really a big day anymore. Well, you know, it's it's killing freshman uh, high school recruiting. Oh, for sure, it's killing them for sure. Well. They've got to put these recruiters on buses going to current games in college to see which second-tier guys that they're going to get that are disgruntled and, and hey, we yeah. got some money to give this kid from South Carolina because he's he wants out. Well, they're going to – yeah, I mean, the, the rich are only going to get richer. Yep. So. Yeah, man. All right. Wings, beers, and tears. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you next week. Later. Say yeah.